How does it feel the first time you face a classroom full of young people? What are the greatest challenges and rewards of being a teacher? And how do you choose which teacher training route is the right one for you to follow? Find out in this episode of Future You. Hello and welcome to Future You once again, the podcast from Graduate Careers Experts Prospects, here to help you achieve your career goals. I'm Dan Mason and as you'll have worked out from the intro there, in this episode we're putting the focus on teaching. You'll hear from two fantastic guests, one a new teacher and one an advisor at Get Into Teaching and a former teacher himself, who will provide answers to all those key questions and more to help you decide whether becoming a teacher is the job for you and perhaps even persuade some of you who haven't even considered it as a career option before. So, without wasting any time, let's get straight into the conversation. I'm joined now by Mitchell Scott, a social sciences teacher at the Blue Coat School, and Ibra Khan, early engagement advisor at Get Into Teaching. I'm just going to ask them to introduce themselves, talk a little bit briefly about um, their roles. Um, Mitchell, starting with you. Um, hi, my name is Mitchell Scott. I'm a social sciences teacher at the Blue Coat School, which means I predominantly teach subjects such as politics, psychology and sociology. And I uh, also take on a role for extracurricular activity where I run the debating club in my school. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, and Ibra, how about you? Uh, Ibra Khan, early engagement advisor, as you mentioned at the top, Dan. Uh, I work for Get Into Teaching. Uh, I'm one of these advisors who you will patch through to once you register on the Get Into Teaching website. Um, before that, I was a school teacher, much like Mitchell, um, having taught in the UK, Australia, Southeast Asia. And um, before that, I had a life working in the media, as it were, <laughs> um, <laughs> running a radio station. And, um, and I also worked as a, as a journalist for the BBC. So that's me in a nutshell, I guess. Fantastic. Well, thank you both for doing this and spending a bit of time with us. We're going to try and get in a bit of an insight for listeners into um, the process of becoming a teacher, the experience of going through teacher training. Um, Mitchell, perhaps if we start uh, with you, talk a little bit about where the idea came from for you to be a teacher. Was it something you always wanted to do? Was there something or someone in particular that inspired you uh, to take this career path? How did that work out for you? Yeah, so for me, teaching was always something that when I was sort of working my way through education, it was always something that was definitely a, a, an option or something that I was definitely sort of always thinking of. Um, but I, I think as I was moving through education and, and you know, between A-levels and university, there was always something in front of that. There was always something that was sort of taking precedence over teaching. So in particular, um, I, I went to Newcastle Law School. I was um, I studied to get my law degree and for the most part, even though I'd always considered teaching, law was sort of the direction I was going. Mm. Um, and then I actually had the opportunity in the sort of final year of my law degree to visit my old secondary school, um, which just so happens to be the Blue Coat School, which is where I'm working now. Um, and being back in that school environment um, for an alumni event really just sort of ignited this this um, desire in me to want to be back in the sort of educational context. I, I hadn't realised how much... I actually missed that school environment. Um, and I suppose a reflection on that was I wasn't, you know, 100% set on what it was I was doing when I was pursuing um, law as a career. 
Um, and yet I sort of reflected on the fact that actually my own experience of education had been so fantastic and I'd had such a great experience of great teaching. And that really impacted the person that I was at that moment in time. So I thought that it would be better for me to uh, pursue that and pursue teaching as a career so I could give back to, you know, potentially the students that, that I have today in the same way my teachers um, gave to me. Mm. And so then once you'd, once you'd made that decision, how do you then go about, because I think one of the things that people see or students see um, when they think about teaching as a potential career is there's lots of different routes in. There's, it's, it's not necessarily always 100% clear, you know, what, what the route should be. How do you decide which of those paths to take, what level you wanted to teach at, what subject, that kind of thing? Yeah, so um, I, I was pretty clear from the outset that social sciences was the subject I was interested in teaching. It had been um, my passion during sort of my A-level studies and uh, as I spent time at law, you know, doing my law degree at Newcastle University, I'd still sort of really retain that passion for um, the core sort of aspects of social sciences, in particular politics. Um, so I was pretty certain that social sciences was the subject I wanted to pursue. And that obviously left me really only with secondary um, teacher training as a central route. Um, so I knew I was going to secondary, but I didn't know which of those um, sort of routes into teaching I wanted to take. So. Uh, I did a bit of research on the internet. I found the Get Into Teaching website. Um, I attended one of the Train Teach events actually in Manchester where the different providers were set up and um, sort of gave me a bit of more information about their routes and their schemes. Um, but leaving that, I still had you know a lot of questions. So I navigated my way on the teacher training um, site to where I could uh, sign up to have a teacher training advisor. Um, and it was really the sort of communication I had with that training advisor um, through email and phone call conversations, which helped me sort of realise that the best route for me was going to be the SKIT, um, so the school-centred initial teacher training. Um, and in particular, I was looking for a SKIT route, which also had a PGC element, um, because I was really sort of wanting to be back in that school environment. So I was wanting to be in a classroom um, during my training. Um, so after speaking with my advisor and deciding the SKIT and the PGC route, was the best route. I then started to look at local providers um, and that's ultimately where I found the provider I trained with which was Manchester Nexus who are a school-centred initial teacher training um, provider who operate in Manchester and the Oldham area. And so you, talk, you talked a bit there about the, um, the resources you used to help make those decisions. Take us through what the experience was like in terms of the amount of support you got into when you're applying what the application process was like how how you were sort of supported along that journey before actually getting to the training um yeah so i mean i found the process for applying really um, relatively straightforward actually i mean again as soon as i had sort of um contacted my training advisor um and they'd helped me realize that the skit and the pgc was the best route um they were super helpful in sort of providing me with phone call conversations. So they, they rang me to check on my application uh, progress. They uh, emailed me back and forth to provide sort of um, a bit more information with things uh, regarding things like funding. Um, so in particular, I was unsure as to whether I could get a student loan to cover my training year because I was literally just coming out of university. So I had a few uncertainties whether I'd be able to apply for a student loan and my training advisor um, helped sort of point me in the right direction as to where I would have to apply for, to, for training to cover um, the cost. Um, and also uh, in the process of applying, the training advisor also helped me with my personal statement. So um, as I was, you know, as part of the application process, a lot of it is filling in basic information, but the, the key or the core element 
was a personal statement to reflect why I wanted to go into teaching. Um, and that was where I hit a bit of a, a block or a bit of a barrier, um, sort of trying to get my ideas down into words. Um, so the advisor I had read over my personal statement and they provided me a few pointers to where I could clarify areas or, or maybe uh, improve areas. Um, so I found the support I actually received during um, my application process was really, really beneficial to the uh, overall outcome and really just made my, my application journey as straightforward as it possibly could have been at that time. Brilliant. So it sounds like that advisor was a really significant um, part of, of, of helping you through that process. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Ibra, if we just turn to you, um, before we before we come on to talk about getting to teaching and, and the support provided, perhaps if you just, uh, you, you mentioned that you were previously a teacher as well. Would you like to talk a bit about why you chose that career and what, what, what got you into teaching? Oh gosh, um, we're going back a few years now. <laughs> um, but, um, so, so my, I guess... With me, I was the black sheep in the family a little bit, in the sense that um, my sister was a teacher, my other sister was a teacher, my father was a teacher, and his father actually was it. So, so I came from a house full of teachers. Now, yeah. I would finish uh, working at the BBC, and I'd always hear about you know such and such going on in the staff room and there would always be this kind of teacher talk as it were whenever I'd get home so I didn't pay too much attention but you know always kept one eye on on on, on what was going on so fast forward a few years I'm doing a um, school report at um, at the BBC and part of that meant that um, I, I had to be there and and do a live into a program from a uh, from a primary school went in and I was just um, just I was just gobsmacked I, I couldn't believe the 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 enthusiasm the motivation the sort of the fervor the, that these teachers had and I just thought you know it just kind of took me back um, and I thought I might need to do a bit of this anyway um, did a bit of um, soul searching did a lot of um research like 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 mitchell on the on the net um and uh, then took the step um to to do some work experience fell in love um with the profession and um undertook a teacher training course and you know here we are um so essentially gave up a career in the media for um for teaching for for a, for a career in the classroom yeah and that's interesting i suppose we do hear quite a lot in the news at the moment about people leaving teaching for other careers and and you sort of went the other way yeah yeah i mean i got and i have to say i mean um you know no regrets whatsoever i mean it, it's it, it was a massively uh, interesting part of my life when i was a, a journalist at the bbc however um huge privilege being in the classroom and and you know it is a cliche but you are teaching the next um generation and, and in that um there comes huge amount of pride and, and and sort of just this um just this feeling of glee honestly every single time you're in the classroom and, and you watch the penny drop um it was just a magical uh, magical feeling so i you know um i absolutely loved it and so now moving on to your current role, yes, um, early engagement advisor, get into teaching, as we've as we've mentioned. Just give us an overview of what get into teaching's role is in this process. Um, 
who is involved in that you know what's its position in in this whole process yeah so it's an interesting one so i mean in a nutshell um get into teaching the way i would describe it is an is an impartial advisory service set up by the dfe that's the department of education to you and i um and we're there to sort of advise potential candidates potential teachers onto into how to get onto teacher training courses now um it can be done over the over the phone so so essentially once an individual who who might be interested in teaching who might have some concerns or queries or questions around teaching registers onto the website they get um someone like myself uh, as an advisor and we um as Mitchell was saying kind of talk them through and coach them through as to um how to or what might be the best route for them because because you know it's a uh, there are a plethora of of routes these days it's, it's no longer you know your standard pgce or um skit as it were fantastic and so how does um how does that practical support work then in terms of you know if someone uh, listening to this now they've just thought that they may be interested in uh, teaching as a career um there's all those stages ahead of them that we've heard about already from Mitchell. What what's the starting point? How do they how do they access all of the support? What's the what's the best way of them connecting with getting to teaching? Yeah, so I guess um, log onto the net, um, Google, get into teaching. You'll be stay, taken <laughs> straight to the um, to, to, to the to the website. Um, the usual register um, with the service, and you get assigned a brand new shiny straight out of the box sort of advisor a bit like myself barring the shiny bit um and <laughs> essentially what we'll do is we'll liaise with these um with, with these candidates or you know potential teachers via it might be via whatsapp facebook email sms phone call whatever and the initial phone call is um there to sort of erase and eradicate any misconceptions there might be, um, talk through any of the concerns that the candidates might have. Um, and we, we listen to the questions and we try to give um, answers. We're not really there as a hard sell. It's more so about, you know, these are the realities um, of teaching, as it were. Um, and then we, we sort of start the process. It's, it's, it's um it's a bit of a fluid kind of process and it depends on where the candidate is um, in, 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 in the process. But we'll usually talk and um, try to encourage, although it's no longer mandatory, but we do encourage and suggest that the individual uh, undertake some work experience. It might be a day, it might be a week, it might be a month, it might be a couple of months, um, whatever. So they have, they have a real insightful, you know, a real insight into what it's like in the classroom. We then look at um, funding eligibility, ch- um, check-in and shortlist courses, um, provide advice and feedback on personal statements, a bit like what Mitchell mentioned uh, earlier on, and we assist with the application process, so references, interview techniques, all that sort of thing. Essentially, we do what we can to get to connect the candidate who's looking to become a teacher onto a teacher training course. It might be a university or a school provider. Um, we get them to the point where, you know, the, the, the person looking at the application form thinks and says, yep, we like the look of this person and we'd like to offer them an opportunity on an initial teacher training course. So in a really, you know, in a, it's crystallized form, that's who we are and that's what we do. 
So there's loads of support there throughout the whole process. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yes, yes. And uh, one of the things you mentioned there was about um, giving an insight into what it's like that first time you go into the classroom. Mitchell, if I come back to you, we've spoken to you about the process of how you got there. Now let's move on to your actual uh, first experiences. What, what was that like for you, your first time in the classroom and your first role and how it compared with your expectations? Yeah, so... Um... Like like Ibra said there, the first time, you know, you do actually step into that classroom environment, you know, looking to become a teacher, the environment really is electric. Um, you know, even though the first time I was in a classroom, I, I was only observing, I was you know, observing good practice. I, I wasn't expected to teach for the first time, but even just sitting in the classroom where learning is happening, it, there really is no feeling like it. Um, it's, it's, it's the amount of enthusiasm that sort of, you know, usually the amount of enthusiasm that radiates from the students is a, is really, you know, outstanding. Um, and it's, it's just unlike something that I'd ever done. I mean, I'd, I'd been in education, I'd been a student in education, seen it from the other side of things and actually being attentive to the work that goes into being a teacher and, you know, the, the skills that the teachers are sort of exerting to help control the classroom and, you know, being intuitive and, and tuning into those types of things really is something that, that I'd never sort of appreciated or experienced before. Um, and by the time it came around for me to actually begin to teach and begin to take on some of the classes myself, I mean, God, I, I can only dread to think <laughs> what, what, what I looked like sort of there for the first time, probably a ball <laughs> of nerves, you know, sweating probably profusely. But uh, I mean, again, regardless of what, what what undoubtedly went wrong and you know of course there were things that there will always be things that go wrong you know even three years down the line I'm still getting things wrong at times but the reward and the feeling of you know the feeling of appreciation that you had that I had coming out of that, that first lesson that I taught for the impact I could feel I had had on that on those students was really really um it's just mind-blowing to think that I'd been able to contribute to their development and their success and I think you know even now three years down the line I, I look back and I reflect on that first time I was in the classroom and the impacts I had then is you know just as great as the impacts I'm still having today um, I'm very very passionate about um, the idea that all young people should have access to high quality education um, and the area I'm working in in, in Manchester and northeast Manchester specifically you know we have children from some of the most deprived backgrounds imaginable um, so to be able to give them that, that relief and that sanctuary in, in the classroom for the first time, you know, especially even as a trainee teacher, it really is, um, you know, really is a privilege to be able to do this job. Um, and so linking that, you know, thinking about how that then compared to any expectations I had, I can safely say both my training year and honestly every single day that, that I still have um, in the classroom far outweighs and exceeds any expectation that I had, um, you know, especially when it comes to building those connections with young people and especially when it comes to, you know, supporting them, providing them that, that refuge sometimes from, from the complicated backgrounds uh, and home lives that they've got. Um, it really is just the most amazing thing to, to know and be able to appreciate the impact you're having as a high quality teacher on those children's lives. Fantastic. And I think something really interesting you said uh, in that answer was that you felt you were having that positive impact right from the start. Yes. Um, so it, it's not like you're, you know, you go in as a teacher and then it takes many years before you before you feel like you're having that impact. Just... No, no. Yeah. Quite, quite. Sorry. Quite literally. I mean, you know, the, the first time I, I stood in front of the class, first time, again, nerves, sweat, and all. You know, 
as, as the big ball of excitement, uh, you, you could, uh, you can appreciate that even in that moment, even though you, you're not necessarily confident, you're not, you know, you, like you say, you're not practicing, you're not two or three years online, the children will appreciate every single amount of piece of effort you put into that, that first lesson or that first activity you deliver to them. And even if you aren't aware of it at the time, looking back, I can definitely see how I had um, a big impact on, on those students' lives, even in that, and you know, and their educational experience, even in that very short moment of my very first uh, time in front of the class. Mm. And so what would you say um, have been the, the um, I, I suppose you've spoken a bit there about the, the most positive things about the job in terms of that impact. Uh, perhaps talk about some of the most challenging elements of the job and, and how you overcome those challenges. Yeah, um, I think a key challenge, uh, and again, it's something I'm, I've still experienced and still face two, three years down the line. And, and I think, you know, if I spoke to some of my more senior and advanced colleagues, they'd, they'd still agree with me uh, today. Um, a key challenge is the need to be adaptable as a teacher. You know, it's, you'll always hear people say, teach in teaching, no two days are the same. And that really couldn't be more true. Um, you have to remember you are working with young people here and, and that those young people come with their own past experiences. They bring their, their own baggage to the classroom and you can never predict what's going to happen in any one lesson, let alone any one day. So I do think a, a key challenge is being able to adapt to that and to sort of be resilient to the fact that you will undoubtedly at some point, um, join your, 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 either your training or, you know, two, three years online, you will experience a situation with a young person that you never even thought, you know, imaginable or, or you certainly weren't anticipating. And you just need to be aware of the fact that you are the person they are probably looking up to in that moment. Um, so there is a little bit of pressure in terms of, um, you know, being, being able to support that child and provide them the, the sort of the comfort and, and the help that they need to get through whatever um, situation they are experiencing on that day. Um, and I suppose the, the challenge involved with that as well is bouncing back the day after because some days mm. you'll, you'll have a day, you know, really challenging circumstances or really challenging um, expectations. And it, it might not even be as grave as that. It might just be one day, you know, end of the day, last lesson, you've got a really, you know, noisy class you're struggling to control. You are going to have those moments where, you know, you step back and you think, God, what, you know, what am I doing? I, that, that, I didn't do that right. Or, you know, I don't want to go through that again. But it's about how you bounce back from that. It's about how you respond and you adapt to the challenges that, that come um, at you. And like I say, two, three years down the line, I'm still having those days. I still have those moments where, um, you know, I, I, I ask myself that question of, you know, uh, is, is this right? I, I, am I good enough? Um, but with all the support that I, I've, been, I, I've been given on both my training year and I'm still provided um, in my school, I'm really fortunate to, to be able to reflect on it and think, actually, no, I am in this job for the right reasons. You know, even if something goes wrong, that is an opportunity for me to make sure that next time I can improve on that and I can develop that. And I've built that resilience now to the point where, you know, hopefully whatever happens, I can have that sort of self-assurance that this is the right career for me. And, you know, I certainly wouldn't trade my job for, for any other job in the world at the moment. Eber, would you go along with what Mitchell said there in terms of the most rewarding and challenging parts of the job? Is, is there anything else you'd want to bring into that equation? No, I, th- I, th- I think um, I think Mitchell's pretty much um, you know uh, hit the nail on the head there. I, I, the the only thing I I, I would add is that um, you know with regards to challenges, I mean it, it's it's um, it, it can be um, a, a hectic. Um, 
profession in the sense that you know you are spinning many plates if you're not assessing then you're planning and if you're not planning then you're looking at um, you know the, the the curriculum you're trying to be creative and all these sorts of things so it, it's i i always say um you know if you're not an organized individual then you really do need to become an organized individual very very quick um because it's 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 not one of those um environments where you can just sort of um you, you know you can occasionally get away with it off the cuff but i but i think it it um if if you come with a, a, a sense of organization um then a lot of these um the difficulties or, or or hurdles or challenges that you might face are easily um overcome i think i think for for me being incredibly well organized was was like a key um especially um in your training year i'd say mm, absolutely yeah and so um question probably for both of you i think um uh, if someone uh listening to this is is just considering teaching as an option they're not they're not sure about it what would be your your key bits of advice for them um and what would be what would you say to persuade them that it's a a, a great career option or or perhaps you know what would you say to someone um you know maybe teaching isn't right for them you know you have to be the right right sort of person so what would you your what would your key bits of advice be for um someone considering teaching mitchell start start with you yeah i mean i think the starting point has to be you need to do your research you need to you know get on get on the net get on the get into teaching website um for example and do the research into what route is going to you know if you do decide to go to teaching what route is going to be um for you i do really strongly believe that you know if you get the perfect sort of training provider or the perfect route into teaching then that will smooth out you know a lot of the potential obstacles that could come about i mean i completely agree with Ibra. Um, there in regards to sort of spinning plates and needing to be organised. Um, but, you know, I think if you find the right training provider for your circumstances and, and the right approach to teaching, then that can alleviate a lot of the sort of challenges that, that might come along with that. Um, so making sure, you know, you are accessing teaching through the, through the most relatable and suitable route for you is going to be a key thing I would recommend. Um, but then also on top of that, you know, wherever possible, and, and I know we're sort of in quite a strange situation, with sort of the, you know the COVID era, but wherever possible, getting into a classroom because I really don't think you can appreciate um, or even understand whether this is the right career for you until you are in that classroom environment, until you are surrounded by the young people who are learning and and, and you know being inquisitive and, and challenging ideas in a classroom. Until you experience that you know firsthand, and again from you know a different side to, to not being a student, but from the teaching side, I really don't think until you've gone through that you can really you know comes to that conclusion as to whether this is going to be the right career for you or not so strongly recommend you know doing the research but also wherever possible getting that experience in um and, and that should hopefully you know certainly for me it illuminated that that was something i was desperately uh to, to desperate to get involved with absolutely and and so research and work experience both key Ibra, same same question to you about advice but perhaps in addition to that from your point of view from the get into teaching point of view um obviously there are you know some people will have doubts about becoming a teacher it is a very challenging role can be seen as a very stressful role how would you sort of persuade um people that, that it's an exciting route to go down with their career well mitchell kind of um st- uh, stole the words 
there. <laughs> it took, took the words right out of my mouth, if I'm completely <laughs> honest. But, 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 uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the number one thing we say to, um, you know, we get lots of people from um, students or, or people in the final year thinking about embarking um, in a career in teaching to sort of career changes, uh, you know, people like myself uh, who are in different industries and, and, and uh, want to go down the t- the teaching route that the, for me the number one thing is um work experience uh, I, I mean there is how do you know whether it is the career for you if you don't find yourself in the classroom um with a purpose now by that i mean don't just kind of go in and and, and sit back and, and get all sentimental and think oh gosh isn't this amazing you need to really be there with a focus question the teacher look at how they uh, look at the techniques um, used by the classroom practitioner look at the homework speak to the children speak to the, um, the the other members of staff at the school get a real clear picture as to what the daily sort of uh, ins and outs warts and all of teaching is about and then I think start thinking about funding um you know the the kind of courses that might be out there because it's you know you can do all the research that you like you know it does not compare to being in the classroom and to those individuals who you know might have had a bad experience um during their first work experience i always say look it's it, being in a school is like very much being in a company the, the first company that you work for might be absolutely terrible might have really not very good working conditions you might not have the best boss in the world the employees colleagues might, might not be great however um you know does that stop you from working i'd say no you then move on to the next company and the schools are places where there's loads going on you know you might not have a great time in, at your first school they might be going through a period of transition. You know, there might be uh, change. The, the the students might not might be having a bad day. That shouldn't be, you know, how you make that. That shouldn't be where you get your judgment from. I would wholeheartedly then recommend trying a work experience at another school. Then, if you come to a conclusion and you think, look, it's not for me, then that's absolutely fine. But I I, I would always recommend doing uh, undertaking work experience in at least two different types of schools and then coming to an informed decision as to whether it's the right career for you and then you can you can sort of work out where you'd like to do the teacher training you know financially does it sort of work out what kind of assistance there is for you and then you can you know research providers and so on and so forth but um, again very similar to Mitchell, you just have to get yourself in the classroom, in my opinion. That's great advice. Yeah, to not necessarily take that first experience if it doesn't go so well doesn't doesn't necessarily define everything about teaching as a career just because just because that didn't necessarily uh, work out. Uh, Mitchell, if I can just throw you one one final question, um, I think you've you've kind of hinted at this already with your positivity about it, but I presume that you intend to continue along this career path as a teacher and, and don't have any uh, plans to sort of get out or anything? Uh, no, <laughs> I can safely say um, I'm, I'm very committed now to, to my role and, and my future in, in education. 
Um, again, I, I truly, you know, truly, I, I would not change my job for the world, regardless of the struggles and the challenges. And again, you, you, know, you will have them. You'll have them in the training year. You know, you could have, you can have them two, three years, ten years down the line. I expect there'll still be things that, that throw me, at, you know, left field every now and again. But the positives that come out of of this job really cannot be underestimated. Um, and you know, I think Ibra made a really, really good point there, actually, about speaking to teachers. That's something else I'd really strongly recommend. Speak to people who are in the job because, and not just one person either, you know, don't try and speak to as many people who are in this career as possible and they will share their stories with you and they will share the reasons as to why they are a teacher. Um, again, that was something I personally was really fortunate um, with when it came to my my looking at, at teaching as a career path. Um, again, the people at the Blue Cup School, where, where I currently work now, when I went back there, I spoke to them at what, what, what was the job about, why you a teacher. I asked them for, for their stories um, and they you know through their, their shared experiences they managed to convince me that that is a job and this is a career that I could be passionate in and I could be um, my very best in um, and you know two three years online I am still very dedicated to, to my students uh, and, and to my job and truly I cannot you know I now see myself as a gateway through which my students can access the highest quality of education and having that impact on their life and, and, and their life opportunities, I wouldn't be able to, to, to do any other job. Um, certainly not at the moment um, and certainly not for the foreseeable future. Huge thanks to Mitchell and Ibra for sharing their experiences and advice. Hopefully that's been helpful for those of you who are thinking of taking the plunge into the teaching profession. If you're not quite ready to make that commitment just yet, and want more information, head to prospects.ac.uk and go to the teacher training section on there. You'll find loads of detail about the different routes available, funding options, skills you need, how to apply, salaries, everything you can think of. And as we've just discussed, you can also go to the Get Into Teaching website as well, so there really is a wealth of information out there for you. Don't forget to follow Future You on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whichever app you get your podcasts from to find more episodes or listen at prospects.ac.uk forward slash podcasts where you can also get full transcripts. Finally, you can get in touch with comments, feedback or suggestions. Just email podcast at prospects.ac.uk. That's all for this episode. Thanks again for listening and I'll speak to you soon. <laughs>